You're listening to Mind Over Motherhood. Welcome to the Mind Over Motherhood podcast, your new favorite show for all things mindset, motherhood, and mental health. I'm your host, Dr. Carly Crew, a mom of twin girls, modern day nomad, and MD psychotherapist specializing in women's mental health. I believe that life is full of challenges that can hold you back from being the best version of yourself and living your most incredible life. Your mind shouldn't be one of those things. So listen in each week as I share practical tips and expert strategies to help you manage your mindset, improve your mental health, and be the woman and mother you've always known you could be. So grab a cup of something delicious and let's dive in. Welcome back to this week's episode of Mind Over Motherhood. Now, I've taken a few weeks and used some different repurposed episodes, but I'm really excited to dive back into some solo episodes all about anxiety. So for the next few weeks, we're going to be talking about all sorts of topics related to anxiety. Now, I know anxiety is very common, obviously. I have so many women who come to me specifically with help with anxiety. So I really wanted to do a few episodes that would break down some of the more common concepts and strategies that I use in my clients in Unoya Medical, that I teach in my membership, the Unoya Collective, and that I break down in my brand new book, You Are Not Your Anxiety, which is coming out June 1st. So it'll be launching on Amazon and is currently available for pre-sale. So I'm really, really excited about that. If you haven't gotten your copy yet, it would be just so amazing. I would be so grateful if you wanted to hop on over to carlycrew.com and pick one of those books up. You Are Not Your Anxiety is basically like my honest, no bullshit, comprehensive approach to managing anxiety. And this book comes from my personal experience, how I overcame severe postpartum anxiety And then how I went on to help hundreds of women manage their own anxiety and continue to do so today. So in this episode, I'm really excited because I want to talk a little bit about mindset around anxiety. And you might be wondering, what do you mean about mindset about anxiety? And the one thing that I've noticed when I work with so many women with anxiety is that the women who have certain thoughts about their anxiety, certain empowering thoughts versus disempowering thoughts, that really has an impact on how their anxiety is managed and their anxiety recovery journey. So I wanted to do an episode wholly about the different types of mindsets that I see around anxiety, kind of how you think about your anxiety, and discuss as well some of the more empowering mindsets or the ways that I encourage my clients to think about their anxiety so that they have more chance of getting it under control. So many of the clients I work with have a lot of these different types of thoughts about their anxiety. And basically this episode, I wanna just break this down and show you that how you think about your anxiety matters. And so the power you give it, how you you know consider it in relation to yourself and where it came from, all of these things matter in how well it's going to be managed when you learn those skills. So I'm gonna go through a few of the most common kind of negative or disempowering mindsets that I see. And if, as you're listening to these, you're like, oh man, that's how I think about my anxiety. Like, that's why we're here. I don't want you to be like, oh, see, I knew I was never going to be able to get this under control. I want you to really be able to just listen, hear me out. And maybe towards the end of the episode, see if you can shift your mindset towards some of the more empowering thoughts and the more empowering ways to think about your anxiety. 
because I'm going to share those as well. And these are some critical mindset shifts that I help my clients and my patients make and the, the shifts that I see women having as they work on their anxiety over time. So one of the, I mean, all of these are common. So I'm going to probably say one of the most common every single time, but all of these are common. So many women believe that their anxiety is worse than everyone else's anxiety. And this is completely understandable because we are experiencing our own anxiety. And so when we have the experience of anxiety and it's really, really terrible, it's literally impossible for us to experience anybody else's anxiety, right? Like we're not living in anybody else's body so or mind. So of course we don't know what their experience is like, but because anxiety is can be so terrifying and so overwhelming and so uncomfortable, we often have the thought that our anxiety is considerably worse than everyone else's. And I could see why this would seem the case. You might have other friends who have anxiety and theirs doesn't seem as bad, but truthfully, this is not true. It's just a disempowering mindset that we tend to carry. And what it does for us when we carry this mindset that our anxiety is worse than everyone else's is that it follows that we don't believe that the typical strategies that will help everyone else will help us, right? So perhaps you had some sort of traumatic event happen to you, or you, you know, you had really bad panic attacks when you were younger, and you've just equated this to mean that your anxiety is so, so, so much worse than everyone else's. And do you see how just even thinking that way kind of discourages you from really getting a handle on it, right? If you think that everybody else's anxiety is not as bad as yours and yours is just, un, you know, you can't be understood and you can't be fixed, this is really gonna limit the ability for you to actually improve your anxiety management. Okay. So that's one of the ones that I notice a lot and don't get me wrong. Like there are women with really absolutely severe anxiety, but this sort of thinking of, you know, being very unique in your anxiety doesn't, you know, respond to the typical ways that other people's anxiety does. It doesn't actually empower you to do anything about it. It just actually leaves you kind of in a victim mindset. And what you'll find is a lot of these mindsets that I identify in women are kind of coming from that space of being a victim. Now, I'm not trying to judge anyone or say that you're all acting like victims, but it's just basically a lot of these mindsets or these thoughts, the way we think about anxiety comes from a place like of anxiety is something that happens to us and it's absolutely terrible and there's nothing we can do about it. And it's kind of this very dramatic and throw our hands up in the air and we don't know what to do about it kind of mindset. And I really encourage my clients to shift away from that. So following from that is another really common thought that women have about their anxiety is just that it's absolutely uncontrollable, that it's something that happens to them, that they have no control over it. It'll peak unexpectedly and it'll stay for God knows how long and it'll just be absolutely terrible. And it's all this very dramatic kind of emoting about having anxiety. And again, I say this with love and compassion because having anxiety is not fun and it is very painful. And so naturally without checking ourselves and being mindful, it's really easy to become quite dramatic about it. And oh my God, my anxiety is coming back. And oh, it's like all this kind of like stress and drama and it doesn't help us, right? In fact, what it does is it just elevates our, you know, cortisol levels and it elevates our anxiety about having anxiety and what that does is just kind of compounds and compounds and before we know it we're just feeling really really awful so one thing that I usually try to shift in my patients is having them think more about their anxiety as you know controllable this is something that I can learn how to manage this is just anxiety, right? This is not who I am. My anxiety is not defining me. My anxiety is not something that controls me, which leads me into 
the third mindset shift that I really, really think a lot of women have to make. So when you have anxiety or you've had it for a really long time, it's really common that we start to believe that our anxiety is in control of us. Like it's fully driving the car. If my anxiety tells me I can't do something, that means I can't do it. And this is really common. So how many times have you thought to yourself, oh, I could never you know, go on an airplane or I could never do X, Y, and Z because I have so much anxiety. It eventually gets to the point that when we believe that so much, we believe that we actually cannot do whatever our anxiety is telling us we can't do, right? So if we have anxiety about something, it becomes a barrier like that we put in place and we believe is actually a steadfast barrier keeping us from doing anything. We start to believe that all of our anxious thoughts are facts that because we're afraid of something it actually means that that thing is terrible or that we can't actually do that thing that we're afraid of and so it's really a sense of the idea that your anxiety has control over you this is something that I really really want you to listen to if you deal with anxiety because it's possible that you also carry this belief that your anxiety is actually in control of you rather the other way around So one of the more empowering mindset shifts that I really try to help clients develop or create is to shift towards the idea that like my anxiety doesn't control me. It's something that happens to me, but that I have control over it ultimately. It's not, you know, driving the whole car of my life. And it's just going to be something that bothers me from time to time and that I have control over it. Moving forward, another, there's a lot of mindset shifts that I think women need to make when it comes to anxiety. So a big one is that having anxiety means you're absolutely broken. So a lot of women come to me and they're just like, my anxiety is so terrible. I'm terrible. It's just so awful. Oh my God, what do I do? And it's just this very, again, quite dramatic kind of sense that having anxiety means you don't function properly or that you're not responding to life accurately or that you're not doing things right basically it's always this kind of self-criticism and self-blame and kind of negative self-outlook because we have anxiety that means that we're doing something wrong or that our brain doesn't work right or that we are so damaged these are all things that I kind of hear from women when they talk to me about anxiety and as you can see it's a very disempowering mindset if you believe that like you're broken and that's why you have anxiety that doesn't motivate you very much to shift that anxiety and create a more positive and empowering mindset. So instead of thinking you're broken, I'm going to give you some alternatives to think about your anxiety in the later part of this episode. But just consider if you've ever thought for yourself, like, oh, why do I respond this way? Something's wrong with my brain that my anxiety is so bad because it's actually not the case. It's completely not the case. In fact, your anxiety is just, you have it because you're a human being. And this is just kind of that normalizing and validating that I do with my clients a lot. Simply having anxiety doesn't make you broken. It doesn't make you unfixable. It doesn't make you, you know, a mess. None of those things. It just means you're a human being with anxiety. There's three more really, really vital mindset problems that I identify in my clients. And they all kind of go together. And so one of the mindsets I see from women when they come to me is needing their anxiety to go away or believing that it just needs to completely go away. And this is absolutely a flawed mindset. The truth of anxiety is that it lives deep in our brain in the amygdala. And the amygdala has been evolved to have anxiety, right? It's completely evolved to keep us alive 
And so the fact of the matter is no matter what we do about it, we can never live 100% free of anxiety. Our anxiety is never going to go away completely. In fact, this is a very disempowering, almost perfectionistic frame of mind about anxiety, because what we set ourselves up for is that if we think we can make it go completely away, and then we go for a few weeks without severe anxiety, when our anxiety inevitably comes back, we feel like we're failures. We feel like there's something we've done wrong. Because we don't realize that anxiety peaks and passes all the time. Regardless of what we do about it, we cannot 100% take our anxiety completely away. Okay? So this is a really important mindset shift that we have to make. And I'm going to expand on this in a little bit. What follows from this is that women have an avoidance of thinking about their anxiety. Because many women believe that if they think about it, or they pay attention to their anxiety, or they indulged like you know learning about how to manage their anxiety more that it's going to get worse right the more they think about it it will get worse and in fact the opposite is true the more we avoid thinking about our anxiety the more we avoid and push our anxiety away and resist anxiety the more likely it's going to come back there's a really really good quote that i use in almost all of my calls with clients from carl jung that says what we resist persists. And the truth is a lot of women are resisting anxiety all the time. And when we resist anxiety constantly, we're only having it rebound more and be more severe and more intense. The mindset shift we have to make is from, you know, if I think about my anxiety, I'm going to make it worse. That's not true. Instead, we need to say, if I welcome my anxiety and learn about my anxiety, I actually will help reduce it and it will have less power over me which leads me to one of the most important mindset shifts. And I've kind of alluded to this throughout this episode already, but the mindset shift that we absolutely have to make if we want to get our anxiety under control is that your anxiety controls you. And so I talked about this a little bit before. Your anxiety doesn't control you, but many of us without thinking about it, walk around believing it does. We live in fear of our anxiety coming back because it feels like it takes us out of control. Many of my clients come to me saying, I feel like my brain is out of control. I feel like I'm losing control. And it's because the anxiety is taking over them and they think anxiety has control over them. Do you notice that if you shift from my anxiety has control of me to I can learn how to manage my anxiety, how much more empowering that second statement feels? When we constantly think that our anxiety controls us, we will live 100% in fear of it coming back. And this is all a negative spiral. So when we live with the idea that our anxiety has control, then we fear our anxiety coming back. Because when our anxiety comes back, that means we're going to lose control again. And it just becomes a spiral. So then we start worrying about having anxiety, which only makes us have more anxiety. Then we resist our anxiety, which only makes us have more anxiety. And it's all this kind of avoiding and ignoring and suppressing that's going on, which in fact only serves to increase anxiety significantly. And I know you're thinking, oh God, Carly, you don't know what you're talking about. But I do. I see this all the time. And it's really, really important to get your mindset in check when you're going to work on managing your anxiety, because how you think about your anxiety in this process matters. I talk about this a lot in my book as well. I talk about it as your relationship to your anxiety. So how do you conceptualize your anxiety in your life? Do you conceptualize it as in control of your life? 
or do you conceptualize it as something that happens in your life and that you can have control over it? One of the things that I share with my clients a lot is that you can kind of personify your anxiety so that it takes it away from yourself. The mindset shifts we have to make in order to manage anxiety effectively are to remove it from our being, right? This is why my book is called You Are Not Your Anxiety, is because if we live believing that our anxiety and us are one in the same, we will carry all of these disempowering mindset beliefs. If instead we can learn to separate anxiety from ourselves, like as in it's an illness that I have that comes back and forth and bothers me occasionally, but that I can learn how to manage it, it's considerably more empowering. When I talk about personifying it, I have often shared with my clients, and if you've worked with me, you might know this, I think of my anxiety as kind of like a really irritating parrot, and it like sits on my shoulder and just natters away at me and telling me all sorts of silly things, and the the reality is, is that I can choose whether I listen to it or not, instead of thinking of like it's this all-consuming force that takes over me, and all of a sudden I have no control. Okay. Do you see the difference between those two mindsets? I'm sure you do. And so I wanted to go in to some of the more empowering mindsets that I want you to start to cultivate if you're working on improving your anxiety, because if you can kind of check your thoughts about how you think about anxiety, it will smooth the way for you to manage your anxiety easier. If you believe your anxiety is just completely uncontrollable, you're unfixable, like you need to hide from it all the time. It takes away all your power. It's unpredictable and scary. And that, you know, it's worse than everyone else's. And it's, and eventually you just have to make it completely go away if you can find the right fix, right? If that's how you think about it, do you see how disempowering and how negative that is when you are trying to improve your anxiety and feel better? Okay. So instead, let's now shift to some of the really, really important mindset shifts that you need to make or what you, how I want you to think about your anxiety moving forward, because it will definitely help you on your journey to managing it better. So I really quickly spoke about this nattering parrot on my shoulder. And so one of the important things I need you to shift towards is believing that your anxiety is something separate from you. So most of us probably listening to this podcast would say that mental illness is no different than physical illness, which is interesting because when it comes to working on our own mental illness, we tend to identify with it. Now, if you had, say, like type 1 diabetes, you likely wouldn't identify yourself with your diabetes, right? You would, you would shift your perspective to saying like, I am a human being who struggles with this illness and that I can learn how to manage this illness. And it's that mindset that I really want you to start to develop around anxiety and mental illness. It's more common that when we have mental illness, that we believe it means something about us as a person specifically. And herein lies where all the stigma comes in, right? When we think that having a mental illness like anxiety means we're weak, it means we're identifying that anxiety as meaning it's us, right? So one of the first mindset shifts, which is why it's the title of my book, is that you are actually not your mental illness. You are not your anxiety. And so we need to start thinking about you as a person who occasionally or more frequently struggles with anxiety, like it comes and visits you and then it will go away. And how we welcome it and how we work with it when it's with us will influence how long it stays, how intense the experience is, et cetera, et cetera. Another really vital mindset shift we have to make is understanding that our anxiety is just anxiety. Like 
It's run-of-the-mill anxiety. And I believe about this about my anxiety and some of my clients who are a bit further along in their journey, they see their anxiety as just anxiety. But usually the people who are early in their journey, the women who are really struggling, they don't see it as like just anxiety, like something they can just like brush off and not worry about. It's been given so much power and control. And so one of the really vital things I want you to think about is that your anxiety only has as much power as you give it in your life. So if every time you have an anxious thought, you 100% believe that thought and you jump down what I call the thought vortex and you indulge those thoughts and get spinning out, your anxiety will have more power. If instead you can say, hmm, okay, I had an anxious thought. I can choose whether I listen to that anxious thought or not, whether I believe that anxious thought or not, you can see how the power dynamic shifts. You're now in control of your anxiety versus it being in control of you. So one of the really empowering mindset shifts I want you to try to make is that anxiety is just anxiety and it's only as powerful as we give it that power. If you decide to yourself, you know, that you are going to take back control of your anxiety and you're not going to listen to it anymore, it's much more empowering in your journey of anxiety recovery. The other thing is that going back to the thought about if I worry about my anxiety or I think about it, it's going to get worse. I actually want you to shift to something completely opposite. So the more you learn and be open and kind of welcome your anxiety, the better you will learn to manage it and the less it will bother you right? So you can absolutely learn how to manage your anxiety by paying attention to it. And this is usually very counter. It's usually very opposite to what a lot of women think. They don't want to look at their anxiety. They don't want to think about it. They just want it to be gone completely and not worried about it again. But the truth is that avoidance, again, is only going to serve to worsen anxiety. And so instead, the approach or the mindset shift I want you to take is, is like an approach mindset. Okay, anxiety, come at me. Let's figure this out. I usually share with my clients that like each time your anxiety peaks again, instead of being like, oh my God, I'm ruined and it's terrible and I failed and I, my anxiety is not under control. It's so terrible. I want you to say, how can I use this opportunity as a way to learn more about my anxiety in this moment? What more can I learn about how my anxiety presents? What more can I learn about the triggers that my anxiety has? How more fine-tuned can I become to detecting small changes in my inner emotional state? So this is obviously a much more empowered mindset, right? Instead of being like, oh God, here comes my anxiety again. Hide, it's terrible. Oh, it's super dramatic. It's more like, oh, here my anxiety comes again. What can I learn about it? How can I use this situation as an opportunity to improve my anxiety management? Totally different mindset shift, okay? And when you carry that mindset along your journey, you realize that anxiety is a normal part of life. Anxiety peaks and passes all the time. So even myself, I you know work with mental health. I obviously have struggled with mental illness in the past myself. And I carry the belief that my anxiety will go up and my anxiety will go down. And it does this predictably. I know pretty reliably what triggers my anxiety now, right? And that's opposite to saying, I don't know what triggers it. It's just really terrible. It's always really terrible, all this drama. And so 
Instead, I carry this belief and I usually encourage my clients to carry the belief that, okay, your anxiety will go up some days and that's an opportunity to figure out why is it up? What's happening? What have I neglected? Maybe my self-care or what's making me anxious in this moment? And is that something I actually have to address? So starting to see your anxiety as something that never will 100% go away. And this is important because if you realize that something will never 100% go away, you're more likely to learn how to live with it. Again, going back to that chronic illness idea, if you have a chronic illness that never goes away, you're going to be more motivated to learn how to live well with it and reduce the consequences of it rather than assuming it's going to go away and forcing it away and ignoring it and acting like it never happened. Okay, so very, very different mindset shifts. So it's better to learn how to manage your anxiety rather than assume it's always going to go away and I just need to find the right fix to make it completely go away. When you have that idea that you just need to find the right thing, that's where I find women get into this, you know, maybe if I try this medication or maybe if I try this tapping or this and this and this and this, all these different strategies, you're looking for kind of a one size fits all fix all for anxiety. And the reality is that even that is not a good mindset to carry because I believe that you need multiple different types of things to keep your anxiety under control or to keep it managed and that it's going to flux and flow and it's going to increase and decrease. And it's up to you to be dynamic and responsive and have a variety of strategies at your disposal to manage it. This leads me to another more empowering mindset shift that you need to make if you want to manage your anxiety. And that's that your anxiety is predictable. Okay. So if we think about anxiety separate from ourselves, we just think about the phenomenon of anxiety in the brain and in the body. It's quite predictable what anxiety responds to. And I often say to clients, it's like a threat to safety or a threat to identity. And I'll expand a bit on identity because sometimes that's a little bit confusing, but a threat to safety is really easy to understand. So anything that seems like a threat to your safety, your anxiety is going to trigger. Okay, but the difference with our logical brain and our amygdala is that our amygdala that generates anxiety thinks that any change is a threat to our safety. Okay, it's a bit dramatic. I like to think of our anxiety from the amygdala as like a very quick and dirty kind of not not super intelligent system. It just reacts to the slightest detection of a threat. And your amygdala believes that threats are anything that is like a change from what you've normally done, right? Which doesn't logically seem like it should be something that triggers anxiety, but your amygdala sees it as a threat. Your amygdala loves to have things or your anxiety, however you want to talk about it. Your anxiety loves everything to be exactly status quo. It likes what is familiar, what is comfortable, what is usual, what has kept us alive so far. And that's how I often think about it. I'm like, okay, my anxiety loves what's kept me alive so far. So it follows that anything that deviates from what has kept me alive and safe is going to trigger anxiety. And now it depends on how sensitive your anxiety is. If you're listening to this episode, I would suspect that you're somebody like me whose anxiety or amygdala is a little bit more sensitized and it reacts a little bit more to common everyday things that shouldn't really be anxiety triggers. But when we can dig down and understand why our amygdala and our anxiety reacts, we can learn that it's actually quite predictable and we can kind of sift through everything that's happening in our lives and identify, oh, it's probably because of this tiny thing that doesn't seem like it should trigger my anxiety, but my amygdala is reactive and so it is doing that. 
Okay, I'm going to talk a little bit more about amygdala and cortex in the next episode on anxiety. And so be sure to stay tuned for that for next week, because I'll expand a little bit about that and how anxiety is generated in the brain. So remembering that your anxiety is predictable is really helpful. So I said if it's threats to safety or basically anything, a change in anything that's kept us alive. It's also a threat to identity. Okay. And when I say identity, I'm referring to the things that we use to identify with. For example, this explains why when something happens to your child, for example, that it triggers anxiety. It's because your child is a part of your identity and it's, there's something super important to you. And so you define yourself, you know, identify as a mother or you identify as a spouse. And so anytime something's happening in your marriage, it's going to trigger anxiety because that's a threat to your identity as well. Okay. So threats to safety, threats to identity, and then various other things. There's obviously some other physiological things that can happen that can also be triggers for anxiety. And I won't go into all those here, but things like alcohol or caffeine, all of these different substances or other things like not getting enough exercise or not getting enough sleep. These are all physiological triggers that can also cause anxiety. And I'm not going to go into those in detail. The point here is that your anxiety is predictable and it's understandable. And you just have to learn what the triggers are so that you you can either mediate the triggers and, and address the triggers, or you can understand your anxiety just a little bit more and you can kind of talk your amygdala down when it's really, really reactive. Okay, so I wanted to just quickly summarize the negative or the less empowering mindsets that I see and then compare them to the more positive and empowering mindsets that I want you to shift towards. So the disempowering mindsets are things like my anxiety is worse than everyone else has. Like I have the worst anxiety ever and it never gets fixed no matter what anybody tells me. Like super disempowering, not a helpful way to think. Every time you have a thought like this, I want you to be like, okay, that is not true. My anxiety is just anxiety. It's just like everyone else's and it will respond. I just need to learn a bit more about it. Okay. It's absolutely terrible and it's uncontrollable. This is not helpful. Thinking with this kind of dramatic reactivity only serves to make us more terrified about having anxiety, which is the opposite of what we need. We need to be kind of like opening, welcome arms, like, okay, anxiety come at me let's see what you got this time I can survive this and that leads me to one mindset shift that I didn't mention I kind of forgot about which is that a lot of women think anxiety and specifically panic attacks that they can't survive them and this is a very disempowering mindset that a lot of women have and they get this usually because they've had a panic attack and don't get me wrong I understand panic attacks feel absolutely awful but they don't kill us it feels like in the moment, like it's the worst thing ever and we might not survive it, but we do every time. If you catch yourself thinking, oh my goodness, if my anxiety comes back and I have a panic attack, I just can't have it, I can't survive it. I want you to catch yourself because you can survive your anxiety, you can survive your panic attacks. And in fact, carrying the belief that you can't only serves to worsen the anxiety and fear about anxiety itself, right? We end up getting anxiety about anxiety. So, other things, you believing that you just need to find the right fix for your anxiety and it will go away, this is not going to happen. This is a perfectionistic mindset that's going to actually disempower you from finding and using multiple different strategies that you might need to keep your anxiety in check. 
you believe that your anxiety is unpredictable or that it controls you. And this is opposite. In fact, your anxiety can be very predictable if you pay attention and you have an approachable mindset towards it. You know, I'm going to learn about it. I'm going to welcome my anxiety. I'm going to, you know, actually sit with it and hear what it's telling me and, and, you know, try to work with someone to work with my anxiety, right? This different kind of approach, just being very open-minded and wanting to learn about it, that will actually serve you much better in trying to manage your anxiety and your anxiety doesn't control you. So one of the most vital phrases that I share with my patients a lot is that thoughts are not facts. And this is especially true when it comes to anxiety because anxiety creates all sorts of anxious thoughts. And if we believe those thoughts and we indulge them and we jump down the rabbit hole of the anxious thought vortex, it doesn't help us, right? We, it's really hard to get out of that vortex once we're in it. So understanding that with some practice and intention, you can actually learn to identify your anxious thoughts. You can learn to dismiss them and label them as anxious and kind of give them less power. This is really, really important. And anxiety literally is just anxiety. And I know it's a big deal. And that's why you're listening to this. And that's why I have a whole business and a clinic that helps women with anxiety because it's very challenging. So if you find yourself having some of these disempowering mindsets, it's okay. That's why I wanted to do this episode is just to bring light to the fact that how we think about anxiety really does matter. And so we need to try to shift to these more empowering mindsets. And this is how I think about my own anxiety, right? When, if I were to share with you, I just think about my anxiety as, like I said, something that comes and bothers me every now and again, I'm aware of it, what the level is of my anxiety at any given time. How's my anxiety today? Oh, it's not too bad. Okay. I'm doing pretty good. Oh, good. Right. But when it comes up, I just say, Oh, there's my anxiety again. Oh, it's really high today. Okay. I just need to manage it a little bit differently today. And I just need to be a bit more mindful and intentional about the thoughts that are happening. And I need to have a lot of grace and compassion for myself. Do you see the difference? Whereas if you have anxiety, you might be like, Oh my God, my anxiety is terrible and I can't last. And Oh, it's going to be terrible. And it's the worst day ever. And it's just very dramatic. Okay. So just think about these things as you're, you know, thinking about your own anxiety and see if there's any sort of mindset shifts that you need to make in your journey as well. So if you found this helpful, you're going to love next week's episode because I'm going to dive into where anxiety comes from, how it's generated in the brain. And then you're also going to love my upcoming book that just released and is available on pre-order right now, which is called You Are Not Your Anxiety, How to Stop Being an Anxious People-Pleasing Mess. And so that book is my signature approach to managing anxiety, as well as to helping you reduce your people-pleasing. And so most of my clients deal with some sort of people-pleasing or passive behavior, and it's literally like pouring gasoline on an anxiety fire. So when we're constantly living in a people-pleasing state, trying to avoid conflict, trying to avoid disappointing others. It only serves to really worsen our anxiety. So the first part of the book is all about anxiety and how to get it under control with really practical strategies. And the latter part of the book is all about how to get your people pleasing under control and be a bit more assertive and set healthy boundaries and all the good things. So I would absolutely love it if you could pick up a copy on pre-sale. You can do that through my website at carlycrew.com. And I hope you found this episode helpful. Be sure to send me any questions, comments. And if you're listening, be sure to take a screenshot, share it on social media and tag me. I would really love that so that we can help spread the message to more women that they are not their anxiety. Have a great rest of your day.